0: this podcast is a segment of the book godly grit scheduled for publication in late spring or early summer 2021 it will be available at amazon as a kindle ebook in paperback and as an audiobook in my early years as a family physician in canada i had the privilege of working with a young woman with a horrible seizure disorder From the time she was an infant, she averaged 200 grand mal seizures per day. She had seen the best neurologists in several Canadian specialty centers, but showed no improvement with any medication. When she was 18 years old, there was only one other option. This option involved a major neurosurgical procedure that would separate her brain's two halves. She was very anxious about the surgery, but she had no other options. The operation was a success. She went from the 200 daily seizures to none. Everyone was ecstatic. She had achieved what both she and her family had wished. She was seizure-free, but not stress-free. Although she was now living the life she had longed for, she was unprepared for the change. It took a couple of years of regular counseling and encouragement to learn to live her newfound life. Any life change is stressful. A significant life change is very stressful. It involves a redefinition of self and relearning how this new self is to navigate in the world. To function in life as a human being with some sense of meaning, purpose and direction we all operate from a platform of self-definition. This platform is a form of ego intactness, how we see and define ourselves and how we think others see us. If our self-definition becomes unfamiliar or not authentic, there will be stress. We need a grip on our true identity. In the Bible, we are encouraged in Romans 12 verse 3, I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion, and not create a false image of your importance. We need an accurate, familiar self-definition to function successfully. It is essential to ask ourselves the following questions. How do you define yourself? Is that definition accurate? Has that definition changed recently? How would you like that definition to change in the future? This self-definition develops and changes throughout our lives. It is the culmination of every element that makes up who we are. Our upbringing, our family of origin, our birth order, the community where we grew up, and our expectations. This self is a mix of our life experiences, gains, losses, rewards, encouragements, and discouragements. Our continually changing environment continually challenges the self-definition. Our self-reflection, our thoughts, self-evaluation, and contemplation also challenge our self-definition. It is also impacted by what we believe and the directions our life takes. It gives our lives an emotional and spiritual path. The opinions of others also challenge our identity. We are impacted by how family and acquaintances view us and what their expectations are of us. Then there is all the other stuff that challenges or defines our concept of self. Our gender, ethnic heritage, education, physical appearance, abilities, and economic status. In other words, Our self definition becomes the total of what uniquely makes us an individual. You add up all these elements of who we are and what we are becoming, and you end up with a unique personality, a novel you, a psychological and spiritual fingerprint of yourself. You are an individual you, and there is no other replica of you. You are truly unique the only you that you or your world will ever experience. Yes, you are truly unique, but your uniqueness does not give significance to your identity. Your identity is from God and the fact that you bear His image. The enemy wants you to believe your identity is in what you can do for yourself, because after all, you deserve more. We desire to be valued beyond our uniqueness for more than what we do, but be appreciated for who we are. The enemy whispers to you that it is your uniqueness that makes you special. He wants you to focus on that uniqueness and strive as hard as you can to convince yourself and others that you are special because of what you can do. He wants to reinforce the belief that it is all about you and your uniqueness, and not that you are special because God loves you. We run into problems when we start to define this uniqueness as something that makes us special, different, or better than the rest of humanity. We are all unique, one of kind individuals. The more you hang on to your uniqueness as a foundation of your identity, the more you will open yourself to stress, disappointment, conflict and despair. If you were to take the time to sit down and write out your self-definition, it would most likely be a list of those things that make you unique. We have lost touch with our identity. Humility with a sound understanding of your uniqueness is necessary if you are to have a healthy self-definition. You are a unique one of many. It is essential to realize that 90% of human DNA is identical from human to human, and only a small percentage accounts for all the differences we observe. You might be one of a kind, but so is your neighbor and the rest of the community. If you appreciate your uniqueness for what it is and live with humility, It will foster growth and strengthen your resilience. But on the other hand, if you see your unique qualities and attributes as making you special, then you are moving in the direction of excessive amounts of stress. The enemy wants to convince you that your identity has nothing to do with God. We have traded our identity in God for a cheap sense of specialness. We deny that we bear his image and in the process, devalue ourselves, destroy our grit, and live in misery. Our voice never gets spoken. This specialness is a product of arrogance and an unrealistic worldview that requires massive amounts of energy to maintain. Now you are working overtime to prove how special you are. It may work for a while, but eventually you will burn out. Why do you burn out? Because you are using your uniqueness to support a lie. The lie is that you are different or better than everyone else. Do not believe this lie of the enemy. It will become a stronghold in your life very quickly. How do issues with our identity cause stress? What are the pressures that cause an alteration of, of this self-definition. As we walk the path of life, this self-definition that we so dearly cling to is challenged daily. It is challenged most directly by either an experience of loss or an experience of gain. We are most acutely aware of this pressure when we experience a significant loss. Loss of a spouse, marriage, child, job, or loss of health, is very stressful. In these situations, you are forced to see yourself as different, and it will take time to adjust to this status change. A significant change in any form is a threat to our self-definition and is therefore stressful. This ongoing form of stress will drain our resilience, but it can build grit if appropriately handled. We often do not define the occurrence as stressful when we experience gains, such as a hard fought for goal achieved or a desire realized. We become so accustomed to operating in life with a fixed self-definition that we do not recognize that the definition will change when we reach our goals. A study has shown that 60% of those who complete the Boston Marathon end up depressed within the next month. How could achieving this goal result in depression? It takes about two years to prepare and qualify to run the Boston Marathon. And all the while, you are defining yourself as training for the Boston Marathon. Your identity is in the achievement of a challenging goal. You work hard, get up early in the morning, change your diet, adjust your social calendar. You know how to live your life As someone training to run the Boston Marathon. So when you reach your goal you have to change how you have previously defined yourself because you are no longer training to achieve that goal. This self-definition change can be very stressful. So how do we deal with this stress of altered self-definition? Is there a way to accommodate to change that does not take years? Yes, there are several things you can do that may lessen the negative impact when your identity is challenged, attacked, or altered by gain or loss. These actions require honesty, humility, and time. First, you will need to separate yourself from all the motion and commotion of life. Turn off all your electronic devices that continuously invade your solitude and take some quiet time. Use this time of solitude as an opportunity to take inventory and set aside some of the twisted concepts of what you have come to believe gives you your identity. Your skin color, gender, ethnic group, physical features, age, physical abilities, group memberships, values, beliefs, accomplishments, education, failures, the experience of trauma or abuse physical pain, illnesses, possessions, job, social status, and on and on and on make you unique, but they do not make you special. Your identity is much more than these things. Identify and address false beliefs as they present. We are only here for a limited time. The lines on the fingerprint of your soul are not as important as what you do with that fingerprint. Live your life deliberately. Live your life humbly. Take an honest inventory of how you have defined yourself. During this time, journaling can be very productive. Who are you? What events have shaped your view of you? Who do you want to be? What would you want your children or grandchildren to say about you at your funeral? If you strip away all the elements of uniqueness, you will be left with what it means to be a human being. At the core of who you are, you will find that you are very much alone. It is up to you to ask and answer these hard questions of who you are, and then you will need to take full responsibility for the consequences of those decisions and directions. If you conclude that human life is a random chance happening, you will have to wrestle with the consequences of ultimate meaninglessness with no basis for morality. If on the other hand, you look at the incredible order, diversity, and beauty around and determine that this must be the work of a benevolent creator, then you will have to wrestle with what you should do about your relationship with that creator. Should you seek that Creator or try to hide? If you perform this inventory, you will find a lot of the stress you have been carrying will melt away. Take time to consider what it means to bear the image of God. What does the Bible say about your identity? In our striving to be considered special, we lose touch with our identity and our real specialness. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 states, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. After you have done the challenging and humbling work of self-evaluation, there is an opportunity for reinvention. Not only do you get to redefine yourself, but you also get to redefine yourself with a lot less stress. You can now find your voice and use it for its intended purpose. Your grit will grow and your life will have a purpose. How would you like to define yourself? Do not believe the enemy's lies that your identity is your uniqueness or what you can do for yourself.